0: This is episode 000026. New from TC
1: Electronic, the X4 Cubed. <laughs> Coming to you from the Jewish Federation of <laughs> Greater Indianapolis. <laughs> it's the tone control. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
0: say it right yeah okay that was an accident (laughs) well so how you how you been besides just as unprepared as me
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh prepared in the last 10 minutes to do this episode um things have been a little busy yeah Uh, i had one of those i had one of these uh being self-employed being a uh you know Solo entrepreneur, as they as they say in business world, uh, <laughs> I actually hate that. I don't know why. A solo entrepreneur. Yeah, like it's a- better than being a serial
0: entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. I just hate all that lingo. Uh, whatever. Yeah, um, no, I know what you mean. I I I'm self employed, so like last week I kind of had some slow time. The slow mm. times that they tell you that are gonna happen and it felt weird and I didn't really have anything to do for a while. And then um when things came crashing down, I sort of <laughs> had the desperation and kinda of like took all the work and scheduled all the work. So I did some work until ten at night kind of days for a while there and Wow. Just about back to normal. I had a fairly normal day today, but definitely didn't have time <laughs> to prepare for the podcast. But at least I, I remembered to do it. Yeah. We'll make it work. I remember to be home. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to receive your call. Hello. <laughs> uh, so it's Tuesday, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Monday the sequel.
1: <laughs> oh, today
0: yeah. was such a Monday for me too. Yeah. It was like ugh, just the worst kind of day. Anyway. But now we get to talk about all kinds of cool stuff, which right I've been on. looking forward to. And you know, like the last few shows have been like not really that much to talk about, I feel like, um, mm. is like as news goes. Um, right. There's still like not a ton of news, I think, this week, but I have lots of things I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, just because I've kind of been catching up on some stuff I've wanted to look into and stuff I want to tell you and the audience about. Right on. So I don't know uh, if uh, should we do that? now or do you, what should we say first
1: uh first we should say that this episode of the tone control is brought to you by pedal genie y'all can go to pedalgenie.com tone control or is it the tone control Gosh, I think now it's I'm slash forgetting. Tone control slash tone control you know what whatever
0: find yeah, your, it is slash
1: tone slash tone control find your way over there and see what that's all about and uh say hey thanks for sponsoring the tone control so why don't you tell me, give me a rundown of what we got on this show. So
0: uh rundown, we've got a really cool new delay again from TC Electronic, uh, the mixing link from Eventide, am I saying that correctly? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh the new Mesa Boogie Mark 525, and of course our usual uh pedal demo uh review hour, courtesy of pedal genie, <laughs> and then some other neat stuff. So um yeah.
1: So uh Wait, you skipped, you skipped Quick Rundown.
0: Oh, I skipped the Quick Rundown, you, right. And you skipped so we, stuff. You
1: skipped I all skipped, kinds of things. Well, let,
0: let's go back and I'll just read these right now. How about that? <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, Bogner uh, is in the news again, uh, this time because they're making pickups. Oh. Yeah. So they're doing a PAF-style humbucker uh, in traditional or fender spacing. Uh, and they're Alnico 2 and 3 for the bridge and neck, respectively. And they're actually being manufactured by Arcane Pickups, uh, which is an arcane, you know? It's a kind of boutique pickup manufacturer, uh, which is interesting. I guess Bogner is a pretty small operation, so that kind of makes sense. But um, contracting out to the people who
1: have the equipment, contracting right. their designs and out,
0: exactly. So keep an eye out for those. Uh, they got the little Bogner B stamped on them, so that's neat. Cool. Um, and then what is this? Pro Tools Expert? Is that what that? Yeah, Pro Tools for?
1: Expert uh, did a one of their show and tell review, a video review of the new Bias Desktop software. Uh, the amp modeling software that lets you tweak everything from which tube goes in which socket to which preamp you attach, which power amp, uh, swap Transformer. out transformers, adjust yeah. the biasing voltage. Uh, As the
0: name would imply.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a real tweaker's delight. And uh, they do a great job of these show and tell reviews kind of take you through all the features in a really easy to understand way. Um, so it's a it's a good fifteen minutes you can spend with yourself,
0: yeah, I watched it earlier. It was really it was a good one,
1: yeah, pretty cool. We've
0: been talking about bias for weeks, yeah, it's cool stuff
1: it is and 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 actually watching that it um, I feel like it'd be a good way to learn what those things are, like assuming that bias oh, is totally. doing a pretty good job of modeling it, like changing the biasing voltage and hearing what that does to your amp and changing different uh, power sections and transformers.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I bet a lot of people don't realize uh, what an effect like the power transformer and the rectifier tube have on your right? amp works. Yeah, and watching him grab feels.
1: that and swing swinging the knob around and hearing yeah. the sag change as as he's doing it um, was really, really neat. So uh, yeah. it's a cool thing. Check it out. Definitely. So what so, have you
0: been watching on TV lately? Lots of stuff. Um, I just want to preface this by saying, I think I want to try and do like a somewhat regular, hey, you guys should check this out kind of segment, unofficial segment. <laughs> is that like, that
1: what the whole podcast is?
0: Yeah, but it's not like a piece of gear, or it's not like, right. you know, it's like some, some kind of secondary or tertiary thing to like what we all like to do and talk about. Okay. Um, so I've been catching up on my documentary watching. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just... <laughs> Uh, Just the other day, I watched a bunch of stuff. I watched a documentary on Muscle Shoals. Have you heard of that? No. It's a town in northern Alabama. And it's very similar to the Sound City documentary, except it's about, instead of rock and roll and punk, it's about uh, soul and R&B. Right on. And it's really, really well done. Very cool story. Lots of... um, people like Etta James and Aretha Franklin all recorded in this town, and it's kind of about the studio band that was like the live-in band that was there, and how they're all on on all of these famous records and stuff, and they interview those guys. Really cool. I mean, and I didn't know a lot of the artists they were talking about, but it doesn't matter, because you know all the songs. Yeah. And you know, the the history is just incredible at this place. And for some reason, Bono is in it, but... (laughs) 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 That's the that cartoon guy. character that is Bono. But um, U2 and the Rolling Stones and they those kinds of guys did albums there as well. Yeah. Because it got a lot of attention. So um, I have like a long list of things I want to talk about, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but last night I started watching uh, Rush, Beyond the Lighted Stage, which is a documentary on the band Rush. Right. And uh, I'm not... I wouldn't consider myself like a super-duper Rush fan, but I, I like what I hear. And I turned it on just to see what it was about, and it's really great. And I, I think anybody who's remotely into Rush, like I'm sort of into Rush, would definitely enjoy checking that out. It's just the whole history of all the guys and all their their struggle over the years and... So they kind of dipped down for a little while and then came back in the 80s. And cool story. And it kind of made me realize, like, I know way more Rush songs than I realized. And they're they're so good. Like, they're just, they're one of those bands that's going to, like, Billy Corgan is interviewed in it. And he's like, when you take a step back and figure out who the great bands are. You know, Rush is gonna be on that list and no one's really gonna know why because no one really knows what kind of music rush is. <laughs> <laughs> There's something I'm paraphrasing, but something like that. Yeah. Um he's so a that's weird really guy, cool. Billy. Oh, yeah, he's 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 interesting. Yeah. He says he says some line in it, and he's like, you know, this one song really, you know, spoke to me as a kid, blah blah blah. I wasn't as emotionally open then as I was now. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I wouldn't exactly look <laughs> I, I, at him and think, you know, that's an emotionally open guy.
1: I read an article <laughs> all about his like strange descent into madness over the years. Like he has a history to him.
0: He's he is a guy. Like he's a serious. <laughs> he's really interesting to learn about. But Jeez. anyway, okay.
1: Other he's stories. in the Rush documentary. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, somewhat related. I watched a documentary on voice acting,
1: <laughs> oh, okay. which was
0: really kind of cool just because I like a lot of the shows that these voice, act- voice actors uh, perform in like Futurama and the Simpsons and so on. Yep. Um, all the way down to video games. It's called, I know that voice right on, and it's put on, it's uh, directed by uh, John DiMaggio who does the voice of Bender. Right. And it's, it's just a total riot the whole time. Like, Beth and I watched it and we were like all smiles the whole time because it's like oh my god I know all of these voices (laughs) here's all these people and wow they do like 15 more voices than I realized it it was really cool Uh, very revealing of that industry so definitely worth checking out and then of course I think as of today you've also been watching Sonic Highways Yes. (laughs) where would we be without that (laughs) Um, what do you think
1: Um, generally I, I think it's cool. Um, it's Dave Grohl can, seems to be a fairly insightful guy. Like now that he's getting, apparently, apparently he's getting into making his own little, (laughs) uh, documentaries and whatnot. Um, he, um, it's interesting. It ends up being, uh, so, so I guess I should explain at all what this is, but the the general conceit is for the Foo Fighters, 20th year as a band, they've decided to make an album where they go and spend like a week in each of these various cities and they record one song in each city. And so it's an HBO show about kind of the musical history of that city.
0: Yeah. And it's like iconic studios and yeah, and they'll why, pick an iconic studio yeah, of from music that, have area come out of that. Yeah. to do
1: their song and So they're doing a, a different song in each studio, and this is going to be an album. I actually have the album on pre-order, Um, because there was money in yeah. my Google Play account that was not It was going <laughs> to expire, and I was like, what well, can I spend this on? And they were like, pre-order the new Foo Fighters. I was like, oh. So yes. I'm going to have that coming to me when it's done, but right now the show is nice. on. Um, And so far, I think it's pretty cool. They kind of end the show with a in-studio music video of the song that they recorded there there's it it doesn't um spend much time on um in studio clips it's much more interviews with people about the history and um, what they all remember about it and stuff
0: yeah and then those interviews kind of make their way into the songs in a neat way um yeah the songs are like
1: kind of about what he's thinking about and what he's learning about here i guess yeah and it's
0: it's cool did you watch both that are out right now yes yeah. So, like today. in this, in the second one for DC, like they talk a lot about um, go-go beats and go-go music, yeah. and like that's like a really definitive style, like that you can you can point out. And they, I thought it was cool. They like, for example, take that drum beat and put it in the bridge of the tune, and it's like, oh, okay, like I see. You know, it's very um, very deliberate inspiration, or at least like you can see. Does that make any sense? Like deliberate inspiration? You can see like <laughs> the examples from earlier in the episode appear in the song again, which, you know, so yeah. For sometimes, for me, is a little too like, well, isn't that convenient? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah. All right. Well, you but know, but at but the same time, I'm a album. sucker. F-
0: right. I'm a sucker for the story, and the songs are rocking so far, so I'm okay with it.
1: <laughs> I still, I, I, I was watching the first episode, and I was thinking. You know, I really am enjoying the sound mixing on this. Like, it's a show that you turn up real high because there's a lot of yeah. dynamics to it. They're letting all the interviews sound sound good, the music examples, and all kinds of little things as they're going through the whole show. And then at the end, they just blast my head off with this like yeah.
0: this
1: m- r- mastered song. for to impress the the most dickhead of A and R guy. <laughs> version of the of the loudness war master of this song that they've produced. And it doesn't fit. Um it doesn't fit with the rest of it. Like and I just I'm left thinking, cheese guys, like I
0: think I think it's so, you know, just like you said, while you're watching it, you know, you're in it and then here comes the song and it's just like you're like the Maxon guy in the chair. And yeah.
1: <laughs> it just blows me. And and the same yeah. thing with the second episode. It it although the second episode had much louder some other sections of the show earlier were much louder, mm-hmm. but again, the song at the end was definitely crushed to within an inch of its life, which kind of annoys me. I, I'm, I'm I'm so done with that, and so I was hoping. Now I know. I guess when I get this song, Sonic Highways album, it's going to be yeah. squished. Um, I, the last Foo Fighters album was the same way. It was. It had like like six dB of dynamic range, if you're being generous, and I don't know. It would just sound better without that, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm probably going to order the vinyl for that, I think.
1: I wonder if the vinyl would be mastered different. Sure ought to I wonder. be. <laughs> hmm.
0: Anyway, so yeah. check that out. It's on HBO. It comes out every Friday, and there's yep. going to be eight of them in total. So, yeah, that's cool. And then lastly, um, I went to see the Jimmy World Futures 10-year anniversary tour. Which was awesome, as you would expect. They're always fantastic live, Um, but as you know, because I am who I am, I'm always like tuned in to uh, the gear and like how they're performing and using Mm -hmm, their gear mm -hmm. live. Uh, And both guitarists uh, did not have mics on their crowd facing cabs, so I think Uh they're I think they're backlining. And I've seen this at shows in the past. I think right behind there so i forget the the guy's name tom
1: tom i don't yeah. know
0: yeah has I his uh, name. an orange 212 cab and that's just that's facing you know, it's to his back but then behind it you can see there's an orange 412 cab and then from where we were seat, uh, seated you could see kind of behind the stage a little bit and there were two rack mounted orange heads mm. so i th- i think um the mic'd up one had to have been that 412 facing away. And then maybe the front one was just for stage volume, just so he yeah, could kind of monitor. monitor. And then Jim's was the same way, except with an AC30. Yeah. And um, neither of them had very elaborate pedal boards. And you know, when I listen to Futures, it's one of those it, to me at least, it's an incredible album. And it's like will always be one of my favorites. Um Yeah, The guitar stuff is great. They have a really interesting way of playing guitar, I have figured out. Uh,
1: (laughs) Lots of tunings and and capos.
0: Tunings and capos. uh, Like, I learned the riff from Futures, which is in drop D, but you capo at the first fret. Right.
2: uh,
0: Which effectively puts you in E-flat tuning, sort of. (laughs) So so anyway, uh, but there's not a lot of, like, affected guitar going on. It's, like, all volume control uh, levels of drive. Yeah basically. Hmm. And on Jim's pedal board looked like kind of a boost, some basic delay thing. I think there was an eventide like H9, one of those white pedals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, um, and that was, that was pretty much it. There it was like really small setup.
1: Yeah. I, I'm I've just seen surprised, you know, a couple of times in, in years past. And I, I feel like they always had some pedals, not like a ton, but they had some stuff that they were using and, and controlling themselves. It wasn't just like MIDI programs being run from right. off stage or something. Um, but I can't, yeah, I, yeah,
0: well. And yeah, it's just, it, I don't know, proved to me, not proved, but like an, an album like Futures can be made with a guitar and an amp and that's it.
1: Yeah. There's and, definitely but, more <laughs> effects on like clarity, for example. Right. Yes. That, that and that, yeah. So that's different. anyway. So anyway. that's all.
0: It was just kind of a neat observation. No, I, I wish I could have um, gone when they came to Cincinnati. They were here. You the- should have, because I'll tell you who the opening <laughs> act was. Uh, they were called Mini Bosses, and <laughs> they were uh, an instrumental band that played classic Nintendo music. <laughs> <laughs> Two so- guitars, bass, and drums, and they just like kind of they just covered Nintendo music, and they were like, so no, I guess no, no that genre
1: just- is not done.
0: Nope. But then like the singer or not singer, the, I guess, band leader (laughs) of Mini bosses was Jimmy world's like fifth guy. He did keys and some extra guitar. So, um, and some extra vocals and stuff, but it was like, you know, they get up to the mic and they're like, uh, how about, um, what do you guys want to do? Mario three? Yeah. Okay. And they just do it. (laughs) And of course their set is like 40 songs because all of those tracks are like a minute. (laughs) Anyway, okay, that's mm. all I got. All right. I promise right. next time it won't be so full of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Muscle Shoals, Sonic Highways, Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage. I know that voice documentary and go listen to Futures because it's awesome.
1: Yep. I can't wait for the <laughs> live album of the Futures anniversary concert. Uh, want welcome. Actually, welcome I want to the future. I want video. Anyway. Anyway. So <laughs> as if we didn't well, blab yeah, enough. Now, now I'm gonna make you blab some more. Oh, blah blah, blah 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 blah
0: Okay, TC Electronic has released the Flashback Triple Delay. <laughs> it looks just like the X4, basically, uh, but it still has the same three presets and a tap tempo switch. Mm-hmm. So, the major difference between this and the standard X4 or the Alter Ego X4 is you can have all three banks on at the same time.
1: Oh. So, so you, in a or sense, any combination, it's like x four cubed. Whoa! Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, I literally just wrote x four with a little three. So <laughs> that's how you do. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the big the big deal is here you can have like one, two, or all three banks on, so you can stack delays. It's kind of like oh, having geez. three individual flashbacks, flashes yeah. back,
1: flashes back. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's correct. <laughs> uh, on your board,
0: but they're in one unit. And then what is also awesome is if those are on different, uh, like if your presets are set to different tempos, the tap tempo switch will universally sync all of them, but keep their subdivisions.
1: So if you've saved it
0: with a with some wacky subdivision, which there are now sixteen of instead of three, like
1: subdivisions. Yes. So we're talking like we have to be getting into like patterns now, right? Yeah. Right. Like what was on the Empress pedal?
0: Pretty much, yeah. So like mine has quarter note dotted eighth, quarter plus dotted eighth, right? Which ends up being like a da 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 kind of rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Mine has that too. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> Can this you has do that again? 16. Actually, sorry, I need that one more time.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, I'll get you later. I'll get you later. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. okay.
0: Um, so there's yeah, there's 16 subdivisions, and then you can sync all of them together on your universal tap tempo. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: you can run the delays in series or parallel, so you can have one feed the next and feed the next, or they can just live independently.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
0: Okay. There's a knob for delay type. Knob for time, knob for mix, repeats, and subdivisions. So one thing I'm not super into is the new knobs on this thing. Uh, they're itty bitty, teeny weeny, huh. which means you can't turn them with your foot that easily. But yeah, whatever. Uh, this is fully tone print enabled, so it's just like the other you know big X4 type pedals in that regard. It's just the, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's all the same sounds as well. It's just got uh, all new you know, subdivisions and allowing you to have them all on at the same time. So you can get those like for reals, Brian May stack delay sounds.
1: Mm -hmm. So they feed each other. Do they cascade into each other or are they just all feeding into the mix bus? Do you have the option of both through the series or parallel? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you set
1: presets for that? I mean, I guess you could tone print it.
0: I, well, the presets would be saved with whatever the current parameters are. So if you had one... Although the series parallel switch would only work if that, you had more than one on. That would have to be on, global, so. right? Yeah. Right, I guess so, yeah. That's
1: so anyway, amazing. yeah. You either stereo, love it you know, or you don't.
0: Yeah, stereo in and out and uh, expression input as usual. It's a uh, flashback triple delay.
1: Yeah, from yeah. TC. Couldn't find a price on this.
0: I'm going to guess... Like, the flashback X4 is 250 I think the alter ego is... 275. It's probably in the probably higher 275,
1: bracket. Yeah. But um
0: at
1: the very least, it's cool. just because it's new. Hey, that's that's pretty sweet. Yep. So once again, the tone control is sponsored by the pedal genie. <laughs> the pedal genie is at pedalgenie.com. You put a slash tone control there, and they'll know who sent you, and you can see um, some of the lists of pedals that we've had out. Pedal Genie lets you create a wish list of pedals that you want to try out, and then they mail them to you one at a time, a Netflix DVD style. Keep it as long as you want, play it, get used to it, decide you hate it, send it back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you love it, you hate it. You love it, you hate it, you love it, you hate
1: it. So, you go to the website, you make your wish list of uh, hundreds and hundreds of pedals, uh, all kinds of different stuff boutique manufacturers, bigger manufacturers, um, cheap stuff, really expensive stuff, um, anything you could hope for. Uh, it's just $34.95 a month, uh, lets you have one pedal out at a time. Or, uh, Pedal Genie Pro is $59.95 a month, but you get three pedals out at any time. So, that's uh, so a humongous they're passing value. the savings on to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, and, of course, uh, the first month for signing up is only a dollar. So, put a dollar on your credit card, and you get to try out Pedal Genie for a whole month. Uh, a month is a long time to try a pedal. Like. It- Or just see how many pedals you could get in there in a month. It's crazy. So (laughs) new from Pedal Genie, the Pedal of the Month Club, one pedal from a curated list of the coolest gear. Uh, Basically, they put together a list of uh, fancy stuff, new stuff, um, whatever they happen to think is great, and... So you'll be on this curated list. Uh, so they're basically creating the wish list for you. I think just uh, if I could jump in, yeah. I read earlier today. I think they're doing uh,
0: that by category, so you could join the distortion and overdrive pedal of the club. Yeah, I read club. that
1: too. I, I, my reading of it seemed to be that you could choose to restrict it in certain ways, like you could say, right. "I'm not into reverbs." Right. Or I only want distortions, or whatever. Or I kind don't of, need. I don't need to test channel switchers. Yeah. That kind of stuff, customize or I, your categories. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, which right, is like, great. Like probably most people wouldn't care about channel switchers, but they want to test almost anything else. So yeah. yeah sure. Sounds cool. Uh, they have just an always expanding, humongous list of manufacturers like Caroline Guitar Company, EHX, Mission Audio, ZVEX, mm-hmm. Pigtronics, and many, many more. Uh, what, uh, what haven't I said already? If you if you love the p- pedal, if this is one that you do love and you don't hate it, you can offer to buy it from them uh, based on the age of the pedal and how long you've been a member and so on and so forth. They'll offer you a buyout price. And so you'll have it right there in your hand to check out. No worrying about used pedals that have been damaged or anything. It's, it's actually a pretty great system. Uh, I, I dig it a lot. Uh, yes, yep. Yep. Oh, they haven't now. You can buy
0: used pedals from them right on the site. Oh, also. used pedals so now stuff, listed on the site. Yeah. So stuff you haven't even tried. They've just got you know a nice used section going on right now, mm-hmm. which Sweet. is also ever changing. So
1: yeah. Uh, and the the latest detail going on right now, Pedal Genie's Indiegogo campaign. Basically, they're raising money to uh, expand their inventory, get more pedals, so they can get you what you want uh, faster. And get more of them, and get the latest things in sooner. Uh, So you can contribute to that. Um, We'll we'll include a link in the show notes because I'm sure it's long, and I can't say it. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) the campaign runs now through uh, November 24th. So get in there and help them out. Some really great incentives are being offered. One thing about
0: that, like I'm always amazed at how quickly, like they already very quickly get new gear.
1: Yeah. That's right, just, right.
0: You know, it's like, uh, like that Seymour Duncan 805 that I had a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Like that came out, and then I sent whatever pedal I had out at the time back, and the 805 was my next pedal. Like yeah. it was just a couple of weeks later. So if they're going to be able to get stuff like kind of on release day, it sounds like maybe if they, right. you know, succeed in their Indiegogo. So yeah, so head to pedalgenie.com don't control and sign up for just a buck. Do it. Do it. Do it. So what'd you have this time around? I had the Caroline Guitar Company kilobyte delay. Oh dear. Oh dear. Talk about Wackadoo graphics. I just sent mm-hmm. it back today, but uh, it had a little Space Invader on it, and I appreciated that. Some complicated maths. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I had um, what I think must have been version 2 of this pedal. Okay. Because if, if you researched you know, if you just type that into Google and hit images, like it didn't look exactly like the one I had. Okay. Mine had two of the soft touch switches and it also had a modulation control, uh, a little tiny, like trim pot knob on the face mm-hmm. for modulation. The yeah, original release did not have that, as far as I understand. So anyway, this is a lo-fi digital delay; they call it, um, which basically means it's it'll do that crystal clear digital delay thing, but it's it's voiced a little on the low end side, so it's kind of warm and, and goopy down okay. there. Uh, there's four knobs, well five, I guess, so including the little tiny mod knob, uh, mix, which they say you can kind of treat more like an effect send instead of like a mix control. So you maintain your analog dry through, you know what I mean? So when you go a hundred percent on the mix, you're not, it's really 50, uh, 50, right. You're not eliminating your, your dry signal. So that's always kind of neat. I think below that are repeats. This pedal will self oscillate, which is nice. More on that Mm -hmm. in a minute. Next is time. Really nice wide range on the pedal. It goes like nice and long to like, uh, so fast. It's, it's, Undetectable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then there's an output level, which uh, is they call it an output level, but I've also read it uh, referred to as like a drive for the repeats only. Uh Ah, okay. So between that and the mix control, you can kind of get some really cool sounds going on. So you can really beef up the output. So you get really uh, crunchy, saturated, driven trails, but then it gets much louder. So you have to dial back the mix. Right, right. Um, and then the mod control adds like a really nice chorusing to the repeats. Um, all the way up, it has like some serious pitch bending going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then down, kind of in the middle is where I liked it most. I just had this really nice kind of lush little extra thing going on. So, the what, but what makes this pedal uh, super awesome, in my opinion, uh, is the second foot switch. There are two foot switches here. One's your standard bypass. The other uh, is a momentary hold <laughs> that, that sets the repeats to infinite. Cause why not? So, because yeah, <laughs> cause why not? <laughs> so what that does is like it, it, your repeats no longer decay. They just stack up on top of each other over and over and over and over and forever and always. And, uh, that's the self oscillation that I was talking about. Mm. And so what that does is it kind of gives you this like freak out control as <laughs> I've, yeah. you know, grown to call it, um, Whenever you want it, basically on demand. So just
1: press, press and hold, let go, and it starts. Press and hold,
0: and it, it like it obviously depends on how fast your delay is set and the other parameters. Sometimes it'll it'll like take a minute to really get moving, and yeah. then it's like it just blows up. But then if you've got it set to a really fast repeat, like for like a slapback or uh, like for a lead part or something, mm-hmm. it'll get out of control super fast.
1: Sound sound all glitchy and. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it, it'll like encourage feedback, then. So, that, but then when you step off the switch, your sustain is still coming through from the feedback. So it's like this weird like, it sounds like you're breaking the signal. It's it's so cool. Mm. <laughs> mm. <They laughs> it will. was a really cool pedal, um, and then you know pair that with just an all around great sounding delay. It was awesome.
1: Totally loved it. Sweet. Hey, Derek loved about- a pedal for once. What
0: are you talking about? I love <laughs> pedals all the time. <laughs> I love all this shit. <laughs> I think it's about uh, 200 bucks. Cool. You know. Yeah. Norm- normal-ish price for a delay of this magnitude, Yeah. I would say. Um, very nice. Sweet. Caroline Kilobyte. Oh, and it sounds like this, but with drums.
1: <laughs> did you get to do that yet? I haven't done mine yet, no. I Ooh. I just got around to playing it today. So I'm going to be describing it before I've re- recorded it. I have played it, but... Okay. Um, So this week I had... I guess I should pick it up because otherwise I'm going to go all ADD and keep turning my head. I literally had to write
0: a map on the sheet of paper <laughs> <laughs> for like what all the knobs did on the delay.
1: <laughs> all right. So here we go. I had the black cat bass octave fuzz. It has um it has a little. I think looks
0: so just like thrown together in a garage. I love it
1: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. It's really. It's a really nice finish though. Um. It's got this. It's got this. The yellow cat with the lightning bolt. And the the finish is black, and I'm sure you can't see on the webcam, but it's got like a metal flick, sparkly. Oh, nice to it. Okay, so nice. yeah. Anyway, just thought I, just I had a pedal like that once. Yeah. I think. Uh, so this is the this is basically a copy of something called the Brass Master. Oh from, no way! <laughs> <laughs> did you not realize it was that? No,
0: I didn't. Yeah, I know what th- I know what that is though. Um, I guess. I should say for the listener, if you're not familiar, that's the sound of the guitar solo from Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. Throwing that out there. Yeah. I hope somebody just went, oh, that like sub y harmonic-y weird thing.
1: Yeah. So Maestro Bass well, it's the bass brass master. I guess I should clarify. That's why I was confused when you yeah. said guitar solo. What is it
0: called? The Black Cat? What?
1: It's called Bass Octave Fuzz. It's a it's a bass pedal, so it it was probably the bass version of the pedal that was from that guitar solo, but Uh
0: yeah, it could be. I don't it's just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Who it, knows what they used. To so <laughs> the, the the basic deal is um it's a fuzz pedal where the fuzz is on an octave up circuit, a very simple octave up circuit. Uh, not the not the kind that has to track pitch or anything because mm-hmm. it's actually pretty easy to do an octave up in an analog, uh, like an
0: Octavia style. Yeah,
1: they basically just you rectify the one half of the waveform, mm-hmm. flip it upside down, and add it to the other one. You end up doubling the frequency. So, um, it's got uh, it's got three knobs: uh, base, which is actually like a dry mix. So this is oh. like a dry signal being mixed back in, which is how this thing achieves great bass fuzz tones without sucking I all see. the low end out of your signal. Uh, it has a drive, which is really kind of controlling the amount of fuzz, and then there's a fuzz knob, <laughs> which is actually controlling the the volume <laughs> of the fuzzed part of the signal in the mix. Okay. So a little bit weirdly named. Um, then there's two switches. Uh, it's a they're called filter and harmonic, and they kind of are pretty drastic EQ changes to the circuit hmm. um, engaging the filter kind of totally filters off the highs and a lot of the lows and you end up with this honky mid-rangey thing um, yeah. which sounds weird with with my bass uh, maybe it's a jazz bass that I'm playing into this I should say uh, maybe a bass that was a little less mid-rangey to begin with might you might be able to benefit from that uh, and then there's a harmonic switch which kind of, it seems to emphasize something in the more upper harmonics and and again roll off some of the really crispy part of the f- fuzz. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this with actually with the filters off. I liked this quite a bit, and um, I will get around to recording some some sweet riffs. But um, yeah, it was very effective at getting that gritty fuzz thing while not losing the low end. Um, awesome, which kind of allows you to work with a little less fuzz overall and still have that fuzzy kind of tone Um, because with other fuzz pedals on bass you kind of have to destroy the tone before you're getting enough low end through the pedal for it to still sound like a bass so you end up just totally squared off with this I liked the drive about in the middle and then both the fuzz and the bass knob kind of high and just driving the amp a little bit with that Um, sounded really cool Uh, power jack on the top thank you uh, awesome, <laughs> input output <laughs> those, on the side. Those are low, huh? They're like way down there. I'm looking yeah, at a Yeah, the, the of it. jacks are kind of on the bottom, and then there's a, you know, they're. I mean, they're on the sides, but they're on the the foot switch edge. Yeah, near the <laughs> near the yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. Cool pedal, yeah. yellow LED. Oh sweet! Oh, that's <laughs> a uh,
0: the kilobyte of a yellow LED yeah, also. Yeah. Match the uh, artwork. Right. Rat. So yeah, it's
1: a black and yellow kind of artwork thing going on.
0: Oh, it's a black and yellow pedal week. That's what this
1: is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so cool. Uh, yeah. Black Cat Bass Octave Fuzz. Um, really effective. I like the octave fuzz on bass better than nice. regular fuzz. It's more <laughs> awesome. effective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> effective. Yeah. Effective. <laughs> 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 yes, that is yes. correct.
0: Anyway, this uh, episode of the Tone Control as Usual is brought to you by Pedal Genie. They're the, for Genie. All the, pedals, jerks. <laughs> the <laughs> nicest jerks ever. <laughs> uh, head to pedalgenie.com slash tone control and sign up for $1.
1: <laughs> nice one. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's my thing uh, the Eventide mixing link. <coughs> So this is, uh, this popped up, I can't remember why I saw this, popped up in one of my various feeds uh, earlier in the week, and I thought it'd be great for the show. Um, strays a little bit out of guitar land and into some other land. Maybe that's why it ended up in one of my feeds and not in yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so this guy, let's see their rundown. It's basically a mic slash line preamp and effects loop and a two-way A-B switcher. All inside a stomp box. Whoa. Okay. So they got to draw pictures for you on their website to explain how this is going to work. So, like a singer could use this, run their microphone through this, and the output can go to a mixing desk for live or into Pro Tools or something to record. And they can uh it basically adds an effects loop to that. So it is a high quality microphone preamp with phantom power. So you can use condenser mics, any kind of microphone. Uh you can also plug lines into it, and then it it creates an effects loop that you can then put those appropriate effects loop type effects into. Um, oh, my god, this thing does everything. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at these photo these drawings. Oh my god, this last one use as a mixer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look at all the ports. <laughs> so so I'll do this. Let me hit the bullet points quick, I guess. So a compact yeah. stomp box, mic pre, and practice headphone amp. It's got a headphone output, so you could plug into this and go out into your headphones. It would drive your headphones properly. Uh, two guitars into one amp can be done, or you can do one guitar into two amps and use it as a switcher between the two guitars or between the two amps. Uh, you can sing through the stomp box uh, to add effects to your voice, This is something I run into all the time. People wanting to, singers wanting to use effects on stage and wanting to know how do you do that properly? Because most of the time, some of what they want will be inline effects, but some stuff, time based effects, really ought to be mixed in. And so you need an effects loop kind of system and you need to be driving your microphone properly before it gets to those effects or your yeah. impedances are all wrong. So this solves that for you. This gives you an effects loop like a guitar player would have, and it's switchable, so you can switch in and out your effects right there on stage. Wow. Um, wow. Multi-input ah. PA mixer. <laughs> you, so you can use uh, multiple instruments, like a keyboard and a guitar, or a mic and a guitar or something, uh, and then go into a mixer from there. Uh <laughs> Uh, it's it's, un- I, it's amazing.
0: Like you, <laughs> what can't you plug into it? Like I <laughs>
1: oh there's a, right there's a plug for something like an iPad or something. If you're using, you can use that as one of your sound sources. Um, or to oh wait, so can you go out of all of this
0: and record into your iPad? Probably.
1: Uh, to go into the iPad, I would probably use the headphone out. So yeah. you would use that as the output. Um, yeah, don't see why not. Uh, unless if your iPad has an audio interface on it, like if you're using some recording thing, you probably Mm -hmm. have something like that too, in which case you could use the dedicated output, the actual uh, balanced output, which would be better. Uh, Yeah. So any questions? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the drawings
0: here uh, really make it clear. So like, Oh, man. Okay, so so two guitars into one amp, that makes sense. You're not obviously playing both guitars at once, and it's basically so you could have, like, guitar one plugged in, guitar two also plugged in, yeah, so you don't have to swap cables. And you, you just switch stomp on, on this the thing. box
1: to switch to the other guitar, so the other guitar right. isn't sitting there ringing into your yeah. amp, you know? And yeah. you
0: don't have to change cables like an right. idiot. Uh, right. It's like an ABY box, but for your guitars, not your amps. Yeah. Um, It will also do amps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it will do that too, right. Uh, One (laughs) one feature I didn't mention, there is a switch on the input, so it will take mic or line in, and it can convert that line to a DI, so Mm. a high-impedance input, so you could plug a guitar or bass or something directly into it. Or in line mode, it can take a keyboard signal, a line-level signal, Uh, microphones, it has phantom power, I mentioned that already. Uh, So,
0: yeah. Wow. So with this, so sing through a stomp box... um, their, their example here is an Eventide H9 uh, or other stomp boxes. It says, would this essentially allow you to take like any guitar stomp box?
1: Yes. You could put a pedal board <laughs> in the effects loop of this thing. Wow. And it would be okay. driven correctly. That's I mean, that's the, the yeah. issue, right? You Then you could be switching in and out your effects. You're not doing the shoddy thing where you convert your... I mean, if you just have a dynamic mic and you you use a, sort of a direct box or cheap impedance correction and you right. plug it right into a guitar pedal, that can be done, but it's not it's not the right way. It's not I the mean, right it, way. And this is giving you a high quality mic preamp there at the front. And then the, sending that into your effects loop so everything is given a nice, healthy, clean signal. Um, that's pretty just rad. make everything I mean, sound great.
0: That's that's really cool. I think um <laughs> I know some people who would be into that. <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> So this uh, this sucker's that's a, that's already on a great the street. Idea. Uh, available for two ninety nine. I saw it at huh. Sweetwater. So what are these knobs for? What do they control? Dude, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a headphone and amp level is one of them. Uh, there's a mix. For your uh, dry effects or effects only, basically there's a switch and then a mix knob. So you're controlling the level okay, of the yeah. effects. You're either controlling it so that you're using the output of this pedal as a dedicated effects output, or you're using it as a mixed output. So it's sending the combined dry and wet to the, onto the PA. Either mm-hmm. way, that's the knob. And then the input gain controls the volume of the mic preamp. Hmm.
0: Oh, it does phantom power
1: and yeah, and, and oh, and the wow. switch uh, can be set to hold or latch, so you can set the switch nice. to be momentary if you <laughs> want to put something like like an infinite repeating delay right, on your voice, yeah, yeah. or, or cool. on your instrument or or whatever. So essentially, you could actually use this to add a momentary switch to any of your pedals. In a sense, just put wow, the pedal yeah, in the effect loop of this thing.
0: Nice. This, this thing is the way to do all of these things. It's solving, <laughs> yep, you know, pretty much. like it, it's, it's solving lots and lots of problems. Uh, the best way. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even mixing link
1: available today. <laughs> so, really? so what's this? let's la-
0: <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> ruin this with a lot of talk. <laughs>
1: So it's this last oh, little man. gem here. Mesa Boogie Mark Five Twenty Five.
0: Yeah, so um Brian sent this in like the longest time ago and I didn't put it in the show for like no reason. I just <laughs> like <laughs>
1: I just it we just a tan down the road,
0: <laughs> it just slipped my mind week after week. And we would publish, and I would go to Twitter and I would see, like, here's this thing, and I'm like, oh crap, I forgot. And so I finally got around to it this week. And I haven't, heard, we haven't heard from Brian in a while, and I think he might be mad at me. So, <laughs> we're so gonna we got, talk about the Mesa Mesa uh Mark 525. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> It's
1: <laughs> so 25 watts is not a micro-amp. I just want to no, comment on your mi-
0: note here. That's what they're calling it, and it's the, the physical chassis I think they're commenting on.
1: Uh, okay, so it's a head. So it's very, very small. It's a little teeny.
0: Sidebar, the Hughes & Kettner Grandmeister, that thing is absurdly tiny. It,
1: it, I was, it is. I, I saw I sent the you picture. that photo. Yeah.
0: I, I was at Guitar Center, and it was sitting on top of a Marshall, and the Marshall looks like... A fucking city bus. <laughs>
1: but Marshall's are always too big. You don't need that much space. Yeah, I know, but like all, pretty much
0: all guitar heads are the width of a cab—a four twelve or two twelve cab. You know. Yeah,
1: well, things like, things are changing now. The tiny I orange know. made the tiny terrors, looks, and now everybody wants a little mini case. I've seen people with tiny terrors on their pedal boards, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like a, a micro terror. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so the Mark Five Twenty Five—it's a twenty-five watt. Yeah, quote unquote micro amp style head. Yeah, and it's basically built from the parts of the Mark V, the Mark IV, and the Mark II C plus. And I don't know what that means. The,
1: the C plus part. See, but see those I- are all amps, Derek. Those are all guitar <laughs> amplifiers. <laughs>
0: the guitar is a musical the guitar, instrument. It's
1: got some strings, you see, and then there's these pickups. <laughs> Because they pick up. They pick up signal. They they do what it says on the tin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a dumb name. (laughs) What do they do? They pick up the sound. Why would we call them pickups? Idiot. (laughs) I think the orange was named before the carrot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let that one soak Uh, in. Yep. Okay. Settle back down now. Anyway. Anyway.
0: So yeah, it's built from like all the awesome high-profile parts of all those amps mm-hmm. uh, into this newer 25 watt little bitty micro amp head. Uh, it has the Cab Clone DI system built right into the back, which we talked about not too long
1: ago. So you could put this sucker like on a pedal board, for example. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man.
1: Did <laughs> you imagine? what's what's that bad boy? That's my uh, Mesa
0: Mark 525. Yeah. <laughs> Is it true bypass? <laughs> <laughs> no. Put, it, put the uh, eventide thing in there.
1: Yeah, that's right. Put this into the eventide
0: effects. You could have a momentary switch amp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, God. okay.
0: Two EL84s uh, and six 12AX7s. This has a fixed Good bias Lord. for what they call a maintenance free performance. I I wonder, like, does that actually mean the amp is self-biasing? Because stuff does that now.
1: Yeah, but they're usually wouldn't they say self-biasing? Yeah, fixed bias. All right. I so I've seen on on uh, Mesa amps like the like the dual rectifiers and stuff there's a switchable bias so it will you can yeah, load them with 6L6s like or, or EL34s and so you there's a switch like you tell it which you have in there and it will it will mm-hmm. set itself to use that type of tube right but that's i mean still the variation from one set of 6L6s to the next
0: right and like say you retube this amp yeah a year, you know, in eighteen months or
1: something fixed bias as far yeah. as I'm concerned, maintenance free performance means self-biasing. There's a way to do the circuit. Yeah, so it, it just will seems find like its a... own bias level, and maybe that's what they're doing, and they're just calling it by the wrong name yeah so
0: that's it might just be a little misleading, but mm-hmm. so anyway, and um, so it's got all the mesa sound, like it's just it's it's a full blown Mesa head, yeah, but it's tiny. it's twenty five watts.
1: Six preamp
0: tubes. Yeah. I mean, what,
1: what, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh, and it'll, um, power break down to 10 Watts, which is channel assignable.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. And of course there's like all kinds of different combos of these channels you can do. So there's like the fat crunch lead clean, like all those different settings for two channels. So the combinations are really, there's tons of them. It's, it's,
1: That's a a juicy little amp. I mean, into a 412 cab, you could still make a heck of a lot of noise with 25 watts. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: It's 14 inches wide, so that kind of gives you a ballpark idea how big this thing is.
1: It's like almost as, well, probably about as wide as my laptop.
0: Yeah, probably. Nice. Uh, And it's 16 and a half pounds. So, you know, I think these, like you were saying, these little heads are, they're, they're coming up. So it's got that uh, standard Mesa like EQ section, five band graphic EQ thing going on, foot switchable, oh, yeah, channel yeah, yeah. assignable, bypassable, all that cool stuff.
1: I feel weird about graphic EQs on amps. So wait, is is that the <laughs> tell me this? Tell me this. Is that the only EQ on this thing, or does it have knobs? Um, standby.
0: <laughs> I don't know enough about Mesa's, unfortunately. I. I'm too broke to ever afford one. Oh, so
1: it's got the it's got treble, mid, bass, and then it's also got this slider EQ business.
0: Yeah, yeah. So gain, treble, mid, bass, presence, master.
1: All right. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I can, so I, I can use this. So wait,
0: does one over? No, that wouldn't override. Do you switch them.
1: It's a bunch of. Well, switches. the the
0: graphic EQ is switchable.
1: Uh, I don't think the. the so bass you could you could trouble. do your normal thing and then switch in your graphic EQ. Oh, oh, is it switchable on the footboard? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right.
0: So okay, so
1: you could go from You could do what I you could you could make it some extreme sound that you could switch it yeah. in and out. So, or, or you
0: it. could do it like, you know, rhythm tone, lead tone. Yeah,
1: one of your drive channels have a totally different Kind of shape to it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I
0: get it. All right, you can stop your emails now. I yeah, understand. Never mind.
1: <laughs> Cancel all those emails.
0: If I- Check out the one that is wrapped in flame maple. Yeah, You're I'm that? looking at that right now. Um, <laughs> so unnecessary. It's like yeah. <laughs> That's where the tone is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the tones in the in the shimmery shimmery maple of the head. Yeah. <laughs> So they've got a matching cab for this, too, is it? Yeah. Looks like they've got
0: a little... I think think the kit, or the kit, like the little combo thing you can get is like a 112. And then they've got like a little mini 412 looking thing, but that's actually a 212.
1: Oh, are they like (laughs) diagonals? It's just a stacked
0: 212, Hmm. as far as I understand. Anyway, Mesa Boogie Mark 525
2: in your face.
1: Neato. Hey, it's that time.
2: Yeah. Okay, this is Michael from Denmark back again, and as you can probably hear, I'm in a different uh, room this time, recording, which has no other acoustic treatment than the couch. So uh, hopefully you will still be able to hear what I'm saying, but uh, there seems to be quite a bit more reverb than usual. Anyway, I'm back for the big reveal. I'm going to tell you here in a minute what the the four clips of the previous show were and hopefully you've already put in your guesses. If not, you will have a chance to do so just in a second here. But for those who might be interested, I just want to mention that uh, the guitar I used is a PRS Brent Mason Signature Guitar, which has a Carina body and a bolt-on maple neck. And it has a bit more narrow uh, pickups than usual humbuckers. And what I used for these recordings was the bridge humbucker. Anyway, what I did was to record two identical tracks uh, directly into the computer, into the recording software, and I then reamped those two tracks for each of the different uh, guitar clips that you were presented with. So no difference in playing or anything, only in the guitar tones. Let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's, let's just have a quick recap of the tones here. And what we're listening for is which one is the Amp Simulator, and which is your favorite. Okay, here we go. Okay, that's all you're going to get this time. I hope you've uh, heard the full-length clips uh, in the previous show, because now we're going to reveal the answers. And uh, of course, at this point, you've made up your mind which one is the Amp Simulator and which one is your favorite. So let's get into it. Okay, the first clip of these was the Amp Simulator. That is the uh, Scuffam Amp's S-Gear plugin on the uh, Steeler setting or Steeler Amp, which is a Marshall-type Amp. The second, third, and fourth clip was actually my Kemper profiling amplifier. That doesn't tell you much, but uh, if you don't know that unit, it's basically uh, something that uh, it looks a bit like a a German pre-war radio uh, or something like that. But basically it's just a device that uh, kind of steals the soul of your amp. And you can buy the souls of other amps as well uh, if people have... uh, profile their own amps so uh, that's great for us guys who are not exactly in a situation where we can just uh, crank the amp and uh, play loudly so needless to say there are a lot of um, free profiles available in the community uh, and uh, there are also some commercial ones available that you can uh, buy so as I said clip 2 3 & 4 were all the Kemper profiling amplifier they were three different profiles The first profile is from the Michael Wagner uh, MW Rock Pack, and the profile is called the MW MTS PT Plexi, which is to say it's a Marshall Plexi type amp or circuit that he has in his uh, recording studios. So that was the second clip of these. Now the third clip is a profile of a Marshall Kerry King uh, signature amp, which I think is based on a JCM-800. And this one is from Sweet Spot Profiles by Chris Beaver and he had the amp hooked up to a Mesa Boogie cabinet when doing the profile. So that was the third clip and the fourth and last clip is of a Buckner Ubershell profile made by Andy from the Amp Factory. I'm sure I'm pronouncing Ubershell wrong, but I guess that's okay because I tweaked the uh, the profile a little bit inside the Kemper afterwards. So those are the four Amps or simulators or whatever you want to call them that were used in these clips. First the uh, Scuffham amps S Gear plugin, and then the three Kemper amplifier profiles. First a Plexi type amp, then a uh, Kerry King signature amp from uh, also from Marshall, and then the Wagner Ubershell. So that's all of them, and that's all for me. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it. I know I did. Let's turn it back over to the guys and hear what they have to say about this. Bye. So all right. what
1: do you think? When, when you and I first listened to this, we put in our votes when we set up the poll. We both, it looks like, picked tone three as our favorite, and then we both picked tone four as the amp simulator w- right. which makes us dead wrong which we fully expected to be
0: <laughs> yep 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 so I, I my notes here are that I I was torn between one and three I liked them both and yeah. it was it was really dependent on like you know the weather basically
1: right um, and, and as um, I just listened back to this now I'm kind of going jeez, I really like tone one um, yeah I did too which and to find
0: out that that's the plug
1: turns like out the, that, that that one's the plugin. <laughs> So. so my
0: world is upside down. And, <laughs> and to know, like, like a Bogner Uberschall is like, that is a hell of an amp. That yeah. is some, like, that's serious business. And I'm like, this thing sounds like butt. That's the SIM. <laughs> well, no we, question. We didn't I'm think like, it sounds like I'm, butt. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, th- like we said last time, none of them sound bad. But I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the amp SIM. <laughs> yeah. So, So, but this raises a question... Uh, does the Kemper count as an amp sim? Because it's it's a really unique piece of equipment, and and how it works to profile amps it, is really unique. It doesn't unique. claim
1: to be an amp modeler. It says amp profiler. That that they right. draw a distinction at least in their marketing materials. Um, and I will well, say, and like, I think,
0: like, how, also how it works is so different. Yeah, it's
1: not. Yeah, it, it's not like. Um, they, they don't model like, oh, well, this is using, like the bias stuff. They, they model the 12AX7 tube compared to the 12AT7 tube, and then they model yeah. the 6L6 compared to the EL34 uh, and the different power transformers, and then they put those together, and the software sort of is recreating this circuit in the audio path, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, the Kemper doesn't do that, but it listens to amps and cabs and microphones, the whole deal it listens to the signal coming back in so you you put your yeah, dry signal into it and then it listens to what's coming back out and it uses test signals too which is right
0: it, it generates a tone yeah it generates it's like, like a tone's not the right word it it, it generates like yeah a, a frequency sweep or some some weird yeah oh you know what it sounds like is the the TC electronic tone print beam sound a little bit a, a
1: little bit yeah it it shoots a pattern of tones that, and then listens back to to what it gets out of the other end so yeah. I mean, really, what it's modeling is the amp, the cab, the microphone, and the preamp—the whole yeah. chain all it's, the way back into the Kemper.
0: Right, and then from there, like we should we should link to that demo that you sent me last week, yeah. because that's a really clear example. I think they were modeling a Mesa, and like really, they they, they dial.
1: A, I thought it was a Bogner. Was it a Bogner? Well, I can't they, there are now, there but, are a few different videos, I should say. Yeah, but.
0: Um, I did watch a few of them to try and learn how this thing works, but it's, um, it's not even an amp in the traditional sense. Like it, it kind of lives in between equipment, like in the studio, it's, it's, and and like Michael said, it, it steals the soul of amps and (laughs) everything I've heard about it, it's, it totally does just that. And it really just is, so the benefit being you can, uh, you can tour, let's say, with your 65 blackface sound, but you don't have to carry around a 65 blackface amp.
1: Well, I think the real value, you know? right, is that, well, you still have to carry around your Kemper, which is not right. like a cheap piece of junk.
0: No, it's like a, you know, two or $3,000 piece of equipment, but it can live in a rack, yeah. and it's much more durable on the road.
1: But the real value, though, is you, can, you don't have to tour with your JCM-800 and your Fender Twin Reverb and True. channel switch yeah. between them. You can tour with the Kemper after you profile both of them. You don't even have right. to bring your cabs anymore because it's all just in inconsequential.. Yeah. And <laughs> as amp modelers go, like I've heard good and bad tones out of various amp modeling software. The software that tries to match tones from amps, like the new bias, Um, I've seen a few, you and I have, I've looked at a few demos of him matching, trying to match different tones. And I think the process that they go through where you get it as close as you can to start with, and then it listens and then it comes up with what its adjustments are to make it sound close. I never feel like they're all that close. And I don't know. I I feel like like, when you're working with a modeler, you want to They can create fine tones in their own right, and they can be tones that are similar to these other things, and I don't think we should be concentrating that much on trying to match. Whereas the Kemper, using its test signals and with their process, it gets so, so close. If you watch that video, it's unbelievable. He starts switching, and after— He switches
0: between the two rapid fire, and— You
1: just can't. It's so, so close. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And then from there, like they say, like, so bias does like you get pretty close on your own yeah. and then it listens and interprets and adjusts. Yeah. The Kemper is kind of the opposite. So it listens and gets like 99.5% <laughs> of the way there, you know? Yeah. And from there they say like, if it's still not quite getting it, that's when you tweak manually.
1: Man. Oh man. Does it sound dead nuts on to me? <laughs> Dead on balls accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, I mean, it's, so, like, if you
0: can, uh, just to say, like, oh, well, it was done through a Kemper. Like, I don't think that's tricking anyone because, like you're saying, the tones are, for all intents and purposes, the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like, and- for
0: argument's sake, for this purpose, they are the same. And for the sake of
1: a whole Oh yeah! F you guys, like we should be tricking you, like that's that's science, <laughs> man. That's blinding.
0: Yeah, boom. <laughs> and we didn't know, and you know, Michael revealed it to us, and we were like, "Shut the hell up!" <laughs> <laughs> so, man, it's just so yeah. To, to recap it, it, the first tone one was the plugin, then a Plexi style Marshall uh, from the Kemper, Kerry King amp from the Kemper, and a Bogner Uberschall from the Kemper as well. Mm-hmm. So.
1: It's a yeah. pretty neat so,
0: piece of kit. Maybe people have heard us talk about the Kemper, and they're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I yeah, I guess we can probably just leave it here for now. It's it's the Kemper profiling amp, and you should look at it because it's like,
1: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the results we got for the poll, um, if huh. there was a clear winner, it was all over the board, but if there was a clear winner for what was your favorite tone, it was... Well, I guess it's a tie between Tone 1 and Tone 3. Yeah. uh, With honorable mentions for Tone 2 and 4. So (laughs) uh, everybody gets a ribbon at this show, at the Tone Control. Uh, (laughs) um, And uh, which did people think was the amp sim? I guess Tone 3 was interpreted to be least likely to be the amp sim. Everybody, most people thought it was 4. I think it's just
0: because that tone was, I to me, the most different of the four.
1: I thought the Carrie King it, amp sounded the most different. Well, I see, don't know. Two, I, I, I'd have to listen to uh, it again.
0: <laughs> but see, like two and three, to me, like with, listening to with the band sounded similar, like very yeah. similar to me. And then when we heard them without the bass and drums, it was like, no, wait, no, they are very, they different. Are very different. And yeah. I, I mentioned that last time, but yeah, I think people just thought like, oh, this tone is like a little crispier, less low-end, that must be the sim, because yeah. it's it's like lacking something.
1: That's true, and that's an interesting point, because it it's, so we're sort of thinking here that people weren't tr- guessing this, you know, us included, weren't able to guess the sim by, that sounds like crap. They were right. guessing by, yeah. I think a sim would be lacking in low-end, so I'm going to pick that one.
0: Yeah, or that one. And, and whether or not you made that decision consciously, that's probably, probably what, what happened.
1: Is. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> one sticks out to me as being, you know, having more more of a high end ratio than the others. So right. Yep. Interesting.
0: Very interesting.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> I guess we can wrap it up there. <laughs>
0: if anyone has ideas for our polls like this, uh, we should totally do them. Uh, so send those in. We want to hear about those Uh, and send us your gear too. Like we want to see all your picks. Just give us your gear. You send us your actual gear too. (laughs) And you know, when we were talking about pedal genie earlier, I was looking at my guitar here and thinking, how sweet would guitar genie be?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think the flat rate box for that would be excessive. (laughs)
0: Yeah. $200 a month. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah. Oh, between you, what did you guys come up with? App Genie? Yeah, <laughs> oh, we could do like we'd have the Genie Network.
1: <laughs> Amp Genie. <laughs> See, App Genie is App Genie. Like, needs to be a real thing because that is like digital delivery. Oh yeah, it's effortless. Well, it's kind of like apps gone
0: free, but we need it to have a tighter focus. Yeah, I mean, a little it, bit it different functionality. Be, but, it needs to
1: be like a curated list of pay apps. Right and you can choose which one to have for 3 days at a time or or whatever. Oh, man, or cool. I guess if you're charging if you're charging a monthly fee then you could just have you can have be keep it version. as yeah just have one one pay app out at any time. And of course hmm. nobody's going to choose to keep a $5 app for forever <laughs> with a I mean but you could have a pretty cheap subscription price for that cuz it's right. all digital delivery and the boy they, could you get a lot of people trying out apps anyway sorry just spouting off business ideas anybody wants to scoop that up you better cut me yeah, in i was
0: going to say you know you could just do this idea also yeah. <laughs> with your copious amounts of free time yeah really
1: i have to quit <laughs> doing what i love somebody who likes developing software businesses please do this and then give me give me a free subscription basically because i invented it and also my brother, because probably technically he invented it. And now I'm just pretending it was me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. It's time to cut this sucker off at the head. Uh, yeah. ToneControl.com, uh, tonecontrolshow.com. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> <In> hell. <laughs> okay. Look, here's the deal pedalgenie.com slash tone control. Go there, give them love. ToneControlShow.com. Find out everything that happens between the episodes and find out links for all the things that we talk about and things that we want to show you. At The Tone Control on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Tone Control. Did I say Facebook? Facebook.com slash Tone Control is our Facebook page. Uh, You can follow it. You can do whatever you want, you know, Facebook crap on there. Uh, what else? And you can, you can
0: reach, you know, Justin or myself, uh, and any of these venues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You know, if you we don't even we say we our really email anymore, nobody us. uses email. That's...
1: If you don't know our email, you don't get to email us. Figure it out. It's not hard. It's such an exclusive club. It's, it is. We're not going to say it anymore. Figure it out. If you want to know it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the website. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is not hard to figure out. Do some sleuthing, some, Very, very least you could possibly do. (laughs) Here, let me Google that for you. (laughs) What was that website back in the day? Does that still exist?
0: Here, let me Google that for you.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought it was. uh, Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, if you do, I think here, let me Google
0: that for you. Like, uh, you type in like tone control show or or the tone control, and you send somebody a link, and it creates like a little flash video of a mouse cursor going up to the Google search bar typing the tone control and clicking search. <laughs> and it just brings you to that regular results page. <laughs> By the way, we're facebook.com slash the tone control.
1: Isn't that what I said? No, you just said oh, tone control. God, I'm terrible. You ass <laughs> fucking Google it.com. <laughs> it's just a, it has it like Bart Simpson's. I will use Google before asking dumb questions. All right. This is getting a little off track. Use the fucking google.com. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Clear>. <laughs> oh, look at this. JFGI. Just fucking google <laughs> it.
1: com.
0: Oh, that's a video. Oh, okay. video.
1: Oh, <laughs> I typed j... <laughs> I typed that.com, what you just said. Yeah. Uh, JFGI, and it took me to <laughs> jewishindianapolis.org. <laughs> the Jewish Federation of Greater Indianapolis (laughs) so this concludes uh, the latest episode of Derek and Justin type random web addresses into their browser and see what comes up Uh, you can catch us Uh, in another two weeks I'll I'll, I'll see you clowns later oh man (laughs) what a week what a week (laughs) Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha,